You're listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 42. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. So before we dive into today's podcast episode, I wanted to share something with you. You are going to hear a sound that sounds like a boiling pot in the background, both at the beginning and the end of the podcast, but not during the middle part. I was recording the podcast in front of my fireplace. I have a fireplace in my office. It is super cozy and it has been very cold in Northern California where I live. And so during the day I make fires in my fireplace and it was roaring. And I didn't think that you guys would be able to hear it (laughs) on the podcast, but it is pretty loud in certain parts. So just know that it's just there in the beginning and the end. I want to encourage you to just pretend like you're sitting beside me and we're in my office. The fire is going. It's a cozy, cozy experience. If you can just kind of wrap your brain around that, it'll help you have a different experience with what sounds like a boiling pot, (laughs) but is really a roaring fire in my fireplace. Thanks so much. Take care and enjoy the segment. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you're doing great. Before we dive into this next coaching session with Michelle. I'm so excited to have you hear this, but I'm also excited to tell you about my newest book, which is coming out in just a few months. Starting today, yes, today, you have the opportunity to pre-order my book. And you can find out about it by going to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash hire. That's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash hire. The title of the book is The Hiring Handbook for Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers. Those of you that have hired in your pet business probably experience it as one of the biggest pain points of running your business. I know I experienced that in my own business, and I had the experience of hiring over 250 people in the course of owning my business for 18 years. When I sold my business, I had 35 staff members and four managers. So I know a little bit about hiring. (laughs) And I would say for the first 50 that I hired, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I made it up as I went along. I really, really wish I had a book like the one that I've written for you guys. But there was nothing like that out there. And there isn't currently anything like that out there for pet business owners. So I'm very, very excited to be able to help you solve this pain point to help you find, hire, and train amazing, amazing people 
I really had wonderful people and there were strategies that I learned through trial and error that really helped me create a great team that gave me a lot of freedom. I was able to live in Bali, some of you know that, for six months while my business ran and did a lot of other traveling and it just couldn't have happened without having such a wonderful team. And so I'm going to share with you how I did that, how I created such a great team. And the book is like having coaching sessions with me. So every chapter contains a personal story from me. It also contains stories from pet sitters and dog walkers from around the world who have hired, who have learned, you know, what works and what doesn't in their company. It also has action steps. So you'll have some homework, (laughs) which is good because if you want to create a new behavior, you really have to create new actions, right? So this is going to help. And I'm just super, super excited. I think you guys are going to love the cover. I had a lot of fun creating it. And it's just, it was a total labor of love. And it was a lot of hard work. Some of you know that I do a writing retreat once a month in Big Sur for three nights. I'm gone for my husband. I kind of do a deep dive in the woods at this beautiful home in Big Sur, which is a family home. And it's just been really, really a powerful part of my process to complete this book is just to give it three whole days of every month of my life, you know, for the last year. And in addition to that, working from my Bay Area home. So Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that that is coming out in the summer. And again, you can pre-order now and it'll come to you hot off the press when it gets released in August 2019. So uh, the pre-order is available for the ebook. The paperback version will be available on Amazon. And another thing that I want to share with you is... Very soon, in fact, perhaps within the next month, I will have the audiobook available on Audible for 30 days to start and grow your pet sitting and dog walking business. I've had a lot of you guys ask me about audiobooks. You know, I know that those of you who love podcasts also love listening to the books, right? You want to be able to listen to the books. So, That will be the very first audiobook. I am working with a voiceover artist. I'm not doing it myself because it would just take way too much time. But she has a great voice, and I think you're going to really like her. I went through a lot of voices to find her, and she's just been pure delight to work with, and I just feel very grateful to have found her, and we work really well together. So, you know, I've worked very closely on this project with her, and it's been a lot of time and energy, but it's been also a labor of love. So I'm, I'm really grateful and excited to let you know when the audible version of that book comes out, and I will let you know here as well as on Facebook and Instagram. So wherever you're connected with me, you will find out about it most likely. If you're on my email newsletter, you'll also find it out about it that way as well. And the final thing I want to share with you before we dive into today's podcast is 
I am doing, this is the eighth annual book and pet photo contest. And every year I do this and lots of pet business owners submit pictures of their pets with one or all of my books. I have four books out and whichever one you want to take a picture of or if you want to take a picture of all of them with one or a lot of your pets, you can do that. If you want to be in the picture, that would be great. There are lots of prizes to win, so you will get something for your hard work if you win first, second, or third prize. And they are just so fun to receive. So I want to thank everyone who has submitted your pictures. If you haven't done that yet, please only one entry per person. So pick the one that you love the most and send it to me. You can send it via Instagram. You could tag me on Instagram or on Facebook. You can post it on Facebook and tag me. You can also email it to me at admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. Again, that's admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. And I will receive it there. So if you're connected with me on Facebook, you can Facebook message me. The picture, however you want to do it, is absolutely fine. So now we are going to dive into today's podcast episode. So today I am interviewing Michelle, and she started her pet business in 2016. What happened for her was a really unexpected, happy occurrence, and it doesn't happen to everyone, but she didn't expect it to become a full-time business, but it grew so much that it became a full-time business for her. And she realized it felt right for her to run her pet business and to let go of her day job. And so that's what she did. She went for it. She totally loves her business. And you guys are going to feel that when you hear her talking about it. But here's the thing. She's finding it really hard to focus on the tasks that she loves to do to grow her business, especially the networking side of it. You're going to hear her excitement around networking and why that is so wonderful for her. And because she's connected with so many of the local pet business owners, she doesn't suffer from what a lot of pet business owners suffer from, which is isolation, right? A lot of pet business owners are working with pets, but not with people. So she has really found a way to have a healthy balance of people interaction through her networking and also pet interaction through her work, which is great. But she wants to put even more of her time and her energy into networking, but she's working so much each day. She feels totally confused on where to begin to free up some of her time to give her more energy for the tasks that she really wants to dive into in order to find her zone of genius or her sweet spot. So we talk about what is her sweet spot? I tell her what mine is. She tells me what she thinks hers is, and we talk about it. And as you're listening, I want to encourage you to think about your own sweet spot in your business. What do you most love doing when it comes to the tasks that you do each day, each week, each month? What do you love to do? 
what is your pet business sweet spot? I would love to hear it in the comments section of the show notes. If you want to share it, I would love to know. You can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 42. That's the number 42. Again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 42. And I will see you on the other side of this episode after you hear me work with Michelle. Hello. Hi. I am so glad to be working with you today, Michelle. Yay. I'm very excited and way more nervous than I thought I'd be. <laughs> oh, you know what? You can hear me. <laughs> I can totally hear you. You sound great. And just so you know, a lot of people get nervous, but then once yes. we begin, I think you're going to feel more comfortable. And I'll do whatever I can on my end to okay. make sure that you feel comfortable. So feel free to interrupt me at any point. You won't be rude. Um, <laughs> if you don't understand something, let me know. And I'm just really excited to work with you today. So good. I'm excited yeah. too. Great. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your business and what you need help with today? Um, so I I started in 2016, but just uh-huh. not, you know, taking it seriously, not expecting it to be a full time thing. I was uh, I was doing a lot of different things. I think what a lot of us uh, start off just trying to find purpose, basically. Uh-huh. I was going to school. Um, I was nannying, and I started doing this and. This kind of took over. The business took over. So it did grow to be full-time, and I just I went with it. It just felt right, mm-hmm. and it just kind of happened organically, and, and I love it, and I still love it. Then just I really got into, I guess, the business side of it. I really got into the website. I hired someone to do the logo and kind of a brand design. I really mm-hmm. big into social media. And then I started reaching out, I guess, during all of that to other professional pet sitters in the area. Mm-hmm. And I got connected with a lot of them. I've actually gotten really close with a lot of them to the point where I talked to anywhere from one to three uh, different professional pet sitters in this area every day. So it's wow. not a lonely business. You know, uh-huh. you think that you're dealing with pets all day and it's just, it's not that way at all in my experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. been a nice surprise. And I've just joined mm-hmm. yeah, a professional uh, pet sitter group here in Arizona mm-hmm. and um, other just networking groups. And right. it's, just, it's just, you know, continuing to grow. And I'm to that yep. point now where a lot of us that, uh, that are in the transition period. <laughs> uh-huh, Yeah. It happens at this point. You know, you're mm-hmm. in year three now, right? Mm-hmm. You started your business in 2016. You weren't expecting it to be something that you wanted to do full-time, which I can really relate to that, just so you know. Mm-hmm. I had the same experience. But then I just, it grew organically, as yours mm-hmm. has, and, and it just felt right. And I think it's important to go with that in our lives, okay. you know, and in our business. So I love that you're that you're doing that and also that you reached out to local mm-hmm. pet sitters and that they were responsive to that because not everybody is. Yeah. And, and I catch myself even now with newer group, newer businesses in the area reach yep. out to me and I feel very 
protective. And then I yep. try to think back, well, look how, you know, they've mm-hmm. just so freely given it away to me. Aww. I, <laughs> I kind of need to do what they did with me and just kind of pass it down, I guess. I love it. Forward. Totally. It's really, really important. And especially, you know, being a woman business owner, I've seen a lot of cattiness out there and especially in the pet business industry, not to be (laughs) doing puns or anything, but I've just, I've seen a lot of that. I've experienced a lot of that and it is so incredibly beautiful when there is reciprocity and connection within this very unusual business. I'm really happy for you that you have that because it's, it can be somewhat rare. And it mm-hmm. says a lot about you that you, you know, are willing to kind of go through your protectiveness, um, <laughs> bypass it, and, and really just be bigger than your protectiveness, you know, yeah. and really think with your heart instead of with your head, you know? I, I actually, a friend pointed it out to me one time. Someone kind of came up to me and said, oh, you know, she pets it, my friend wants to pet it, and kind of like got us connected. And uh-huh. my friend pointed out my reaction, and she's like, uh-huh. It was a little hard to watch, and I had no idea. And so just her bringing that up, it was a good, you know, eye-opener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good for you for being willing to change that, you know. And they'll hopefully pass it on to the people, you know, when they've been in business for a couple of years. They'll have the same experience. And perhaps right. because of your kindness, you know, and ability to share your information, they'll be able to feel that too Mm, so that's great yeah so tell me what where you're at so I know you've done a lot of website and brand design and you know you're at your three and so what what are you most struggling with now there's a lot of things that I'm struggling with and I really have been tuning into a lot of what you have available Um, I did uh, join the webinar on last Wednesday the 13th Uh for for hiring and like Uh how to hire that whole thing, that was very helpful. I got a mm-hmm. lot out of it. So a lot of my questions were mm-hmm. somewhat answered, but it's now actually taking what was in the webinar and, like, actually mm-hmm. applying it and, you know, yep. doing the action and the footwork and everything. I did um, purchase the application, so I will start that process of okay, great. of. Okay. Anyway, so that I know that yeah. will help because that is mm-hmm. one of my challenges. Of basically, the the biggest challenge I'm struggling with currently right now is how to transition away from doing the majority of the services mm-hmm. so that I can so that I can focus my time and energy on managing, growing, and networking. Uh huh still struggling letting go of the control, like fear of not having enough business to pay yeah. the staff and then also cover my expenses. Yeah. Where are you at in terms of business? Do you, so it's just you right now. Is that correct? Um, it's actually, it's me. And then I have a very, very part-time IC. And then I have another mm, borderline part-time IC. Okay. So I am still with the ICs and that's another challenge that I get a lot out of the hiring mm-hmm. of the transitioning to employees. And I think that's all part of growing. It's just that fear of taking that leap and the added yes. expense and everything. But it's yes. that control that I'm really having a hard time. So I've got two ladies 
yeah. uh, right now that, that do help me and allow me to be able to attend like the networking events. I joined the local chamber of commerce here as well. Wonderful. Yeah. That's great. You're really getting out of isolation <laughs> as a business owner <laughs> and the community, which is so beautiful. And yeah, it sounds it's, like that's really where your heart is too. It's been a struggle. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. to the point where I'm so busy with the services and, you know, you're now at the point now of the year of, uh-huh. of being able to take a, a breather, even just like time to take care of yourself and time to take like a shower to like, you know, wash yes. your hair and do everything you need to do. Yep. So then it's like, not even having enough time because I don't want to go to these networking events and look like a tired, you know, yeah. pet sitter with <laughs> totally. dog fur and everything. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's true. And a lot of people who maybe listening to this that are brand new might be going, what? No time to take a shower. What are you talking about? So this is so common and I totally empathize with you, Michelle. I experienced <laughs> this too. Just so I'm saying that so you know you're not alone and I hear that from a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers mm-hmm. too. Are, have been in the thick of it, and then they have a little bit of time, but then they have all these other things that they've kind of yeah. put to the back burner that are now need some focus and attention. So Right, and feeling the, guilty for taking some time off, yes. like, you know, take a break for an hour. And- yes, yes. So just so you know, sweetheart, I want to let you know that the guilt is something that you just have to, like, be willing to experience that in order to move through it. It, okay. you know, it will pass at a certain point, but it really is like working a muscle mm. because it's an instinctual reaction when you are self-employed to feel guilty for taking time for yourself. Right. It's just like the good part- starts to feel bad and the bad Totally. To well said, girl. Exactly. <laughs> and what we need to do is rewire it. So that, you know, you're back to the good feels good and the bad feels bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do, it's sort of like, you know, it's the same thing as the fear of letting go of control or even, you know, fear of hiring, however that may look for you if you have that fear. The guilt also is a common occurrence. And it's actually pretty hard to get to not feeling guilty without going through the guilt, Mm. unfortunately. So it's sort of like courage, you know, around hiring or letting go. We can't just say, I've got courage. Oh, the angels start singing. It's not like that at all. It's like being willing to experience the discomfort of fear or the discomfort of guilt in order to get to the other side. And once you you know, begin to make self-care a daily practice. And I'm starting with that before we go to the hiring because that really is the foundation. Mm-hmm. If we're not taking care of ourselves, then we'll our crumble. To- yeah, it suffers massively. And it's, you know, being a caretaker person, you know, both professionally mm. and maybe personally, which a lot of pet business owners are, you know, that's the first thing to go. And so... I want you just to realize the guilt is probably going to be there for the first few times that you put yourself first ahead of your business. And just, you can even talk to the guilt. You can say, guilt, I see you and I hear you. I am not letting you have power over me. You know, this is about me getting control of my life Mm. and having a life again. 
which I can have both. I can have a business and I can have a life. Right. Um, it's interesting because I started doing the morning pages and yep. I think I started a week ago and I've been pretty consistent in doing it every morning. Mm-hmm. It, when I started off, it was all about work. Yeah. The entire, you know, three pages was filled with work. And, and this morning, I, there might've been like a sentence that was about work, oh. but the rest of it was all pretty much personal. Cool. That's a really good sign. Yeah, and so I I just want to bring up morning pages for a minute just because people that might not know what that means. So it's from the Julia Cameron book, The Artist's Way. Did you read that book, Michelle? Mm -mm -mm. No, it's on my list. Okay, it's fantastic. I mean, business owners can get a lot out of it. I have, and a lot of people I've worked with have. But it's basically a 12-week process, and one of the One of the exercises in there is called morning pages, and it's three pages where you write without thinking, and preferably longhand, so you're writing with a pen and a piece of paper or a notebook and not on the computer, so that, you know, there's something really powerful that comes when we're connecting with paper, you know, directly from our brain through our arm to our hand to the paper. And it's three pages, not editing not spell-checking, you know, not critiquing yourself as you go, but just writing. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you felt this, Michelle, but, like, often it's like throwing out the trash in the beginning, you know, like, oh, I'm upset about this and that. And and then clarity can begin to come, mm-hmm. you know, in page two or three. Sometimes it can come right away, but usually it's like kind of letting go of the gunk that's kind okay. of stored up. yeah. And um, I have just, I feel like my intuition is as strong as it is because I've been doing morning pages for close to 25 years now. Wow. And Yeah, it's been a, a daily practice for me. And it is just, you know, I get my best business ideas from it and mm. personal ideas. And so I love that you're doing that practice. And I want to encourage you to continue because it will really help you in these next stages of change that you're going okay. through in your business and your life. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Good. And so I want to also talk about hiring. Um, so the thing is with, you mentioned control, and I think it is important for us as business owners to have a certain level of control and yet to be able to let go of control. It's sort of mm-hmm. that paradox, you know, of letting go, but also feeling um, like we have some semblance of control because our business is often like a baby for us. You know, it's a very well-loved part of our lives and we Mm -hmm. built it from nothing, like a thought to something. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to protect it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really healthy attitude to have. It's when we hold on so tight that Mm -hmm. we can't let go. And so the great thing about hiring employees versus ICs is that you actually have that healthy amount of control, Mm. you know, where you can really dictate what happens and how it happens. You can give checklists to your staff members, whereas with ICs, you can't do that. You can't Mm -hmm. give them any kind of control whatsoever. You can't have control whatsoever, which can be very challenging. Um, I feel like Mm-hmm. Sorry, a lot of it's okay. kind of 
not really gray areas, but what a lot of people think are gray areas. Yeah. I'm like so afraid that I, I, I don't really do or say anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably wise if you have ICs. I think it's really wise to do that. Mm. Um, because there are some gray areas, but some are really cut and dry too. So the IRS has a, a nine point checklist. If you Google like checklist for independent contractor, um, IRS, you'll find that checklist. And, um, yeah, so that's something that you might want to explore and, you know, even just talk to an employment lawyer about to get some clarity. There are a lot of low cost ways to talk to employment lawyers. A lot of people go, oh my God, it's going to cost so much. Right. It can, it can cost a lot, but there are also low cost ways. So one of them is to um, contact SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. They're in every major city and some of the smaller cities as well. And it, they offer free mentoring for different issues, like they may have a volunteer employment lawyer that you could talk to for free, which would be amazing. Okay. So you want to make sure to get somebody that's actually in your particular state because the employment laws in some ways can be very state-specific. I live in California, yeah. and the employment laws are very, very strict here. Yeah, I feel like where, it's the opposite. <laughs> yes, and it, it it is for a lot of states. Um, I'm a little jealous of that. <laughs> You're lucky. But, you know, it is what but they it are is. tracking down, and that's what I'm yes. hearing. And I do have yes. that on, like, my list of things to do. Good. And that was kind of like, you know, step one was, yeah, listening to your webinar and just kind of like starting that process and maybe putting yep. like the feelers out there. Yep, exactly. You definitely want to do that. So if for some reason you contact SCORE and they're not able to help or they don't have anybody or something like that, then what you can do is you can Google low-cost legal aid and the nearest big city to you and see what pops up. And if that doesn't work, then you can go through Legal Zoom. It's a prepaid a legal site, um, and it's very cost-effective. Mm-hmm. You pay a monthly fee, and then you get, you know, a state-specific lawyer who can help you. So those are some low-cost options to kind of get you over the hurdle. If, you know, money is a hurdle for you in terms of taking this next step, that'll help. Yeah. 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 It's, the, it's the, again, the fear of all the the added, like that transition. and I know. I won't lie to you, darling. So it is a transition, okay? Mm-hmm. And it is a change. A lot of pet business owners that I've worked with have gone through that big change and it, and they've been very scared before they do it. Mm-hmm. And most, if not nearly all of them who have done it have been very happy that they've done it and they found that it was not as hard as they thought it would be. Okay. Now, so just so you know, um, and part of the what can help create more ease in this transition is hiring the right people. So having an accountant, a really good accountant, who can I help did hire one. Great. Yeah. I just did oh. this um, end of last year. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. And then also, like we talked about, having an employment lawyer. Also okay. getting a payroll company to help. It's actually really inexpensive. It can be like 
you know, fifty to a hundred dollars a month where they actually create the payroll. It depends on how many people you have that you're paying. But if yeah, you're this only paying, does that as well. Perfect. Nice. Great. So that you know, anything you can do that isn't going to take up a lot of your time and energy, you want right. to hire it out when it comes to this. And like get that all prepared before you do it so that when you okay. start doing it, you can just delegate it quickly. And that that way the resistance will be lessened because you know you've got the support on the other end of making this change. Of professionals that know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> they can hold your hand through the process. And you know, it helps also to remember, it's kind of a simple thing to remember, but just to remember that there are many, many hundreds and thousands of pet business owners that have gone before you that have done this, right. that have not died, <laughs> you know, they've not, they've not, you know, they've been afraid and they've gone through the process and they've come out the other side and their businesses are better for it. For it. Okay. And they can sleep better at night knowing right. that their, you know, people are classified correctly. Well, and exactly because I have, Again, with the transition of, of me not covering the services and and having sitters, it's like, I guess they're trained and experienced, but not through me, and then and, yeah. and they're not employees. So kind of, I almost mm-hmm. feel like I'm almost lying to the client when they're asking mm-hmm. me about these sitters and yeah. saying, oh, you, you know, are you have employees, you're, mm-hmm. you're insured, bonded, mm-hmm. you know, certified, mm-hmm. this and that, yeah. and I, I feel almost in a way like a fake, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. And I think that's also very common Um, because on some level, you know, it's out of alignment with what you probably need to do. And so, you know, there's incongruency that happens and that doesn't feel good. And, you know, just so you know, most of the pet sitters and dog walkers that have people working for them out there have ICs. And a lot of clients don't even think about it. Like, are they independent contractors? Are they employees? They're not really thinking about that. Right. But, you know, what can happen is, you know, if you get audited, it can be a huge financial expense. You know, I work with a lot of pet business owners that have been in business 20 years, you know, and they've had ICs the whole time. And, you know, with the penalties and everything, it's just, it can be kind of, not kind of, it can be a mess. <laughs> you know, right. when if if that happens. So, you know, it's good that you're thinking about that. And if one of your questions is like, do I need to do that at the beginning of the year? You actually mm-hmm. don't. You can do it at any point. You know, you could do it starting next month if you wanted to. Okay. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you 
you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. The other question is, in your experience working with the people that you coach, like, do do they have to put aside money for a certain period of time before following through with with switching to employees? Like, yeah. is it? Well, um, what they do before, some of them do if they're kind of like hand to mouth already. Which I am, yeah. Okay, so I would be doing that. I would create a little nest egg because that will help you. It is more expensive. Mm-hmm. to, you know, because of the payroll tax. Mm-hmm. But with the brand new people that you hire, you might find that it's the same or maybe just a tiny bit more expensive because what you can do is you can pay by the hour instead of by the job. Mm-hmm. So then if you have two half-hour visits, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be as much as perhaps two jobs, but it'll sound like a lot to somebody who's you know, getting an hourly wage of like 15 an hour, 17 an hour, 20 an hour. Uh-huh. Now, you also do have to pay for mileage um, right. when you have employees. And so that's something to also talk to either an employment lawyer or your accountant. They both will know how much of a mileage stipend you have to pay for your staff. And it's just so you know, it's not as they're going to their very first job, it's like the middle part, you know, them going from one job to another. When they finish their last job and they're going home or they're going wherever they want to go after that, you mm-hmm. don't have to pay for that. So either end, it's called commuting. Right. And, you know, so that it's only in between. So it's a good idea if you can to, you know, be conscious of how far the jobs are. And also you'll want to base the amount that you're paying think about the mileage as well. So that's something that an accountant can really kind of help you hammer that out and untangle that and get a sense of, you know, what's going to be the correct rate to pay my staff per hour, you know, and mileage that's going to really work for me in my business. Right Right now you don't really know what that number is. You'll figure it out. I know. And the unknowns can create a lot of fear. So yep. the more clarity you get, the less fear you're most likely going to have. 
And if you haven't raised your rates in like one to two years, this would be a good time to do it mm-hmm. because it really will help you make more of a profit as you transition and also be able to pay your staff more, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have a whole rate increase blog post and a rate increase email template that you can copy. Um, if you go to the free stuff page on my six-figure pet business academy site, it's the free stuff page. You scroll all the way down and there's a link that says how to write the perfect rate increase letter. And you click on that and it'll give you lots of tips around raising your rates and then also have a rate increase email that you can copy and paste and send to your clients. Lots of pet sitters have used that. It's the one that I used in my own business as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think I'm fine, like, on the daily, I guess, like, the drop-in visits. Yep. I feel like I already put myself on the higher end of the price, so uh-huh. I haven't changed it since I okay. started business. I, I mean, even, and it's funny, because when I started, I did it without listening to any or re- reading of your, any of your information, like later on, I eventually got your book, which I still haven't finished. The, um, yeah. The six figure. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I have so many things that I've like started and not finished. Yeah. yeah. Probably the past year is when actually recently I just went through all of your podcasts. Okay. And yeah. I don't know how I got as far as I did without like without listening to them or without uh-huh. <laughs> finding more help or something. so so with the pricing, my overnights were extremely low and my uh-huh. daily, you know, thirty minute or whatever drop in visits were on the higher end. Yeah. So I've I've I raised my overnights and I'm working on raising them again for new clients, but then, you know, mm-hmm. only doing and like doing the research and only doing the additional two dollars for the ones yep. that are a year or more. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So I I I feel that I'm okay on my prices okay. for right now. Okay, great. It's important to feel that it's right. You know, you don't want to raise them astronomically high because that right. will cause business not to come in. Um, but what I would do if you haven't done it is just to get a sense, create a spreadsheet of your competitors, mm-hmm. you know, so that you really have it in black and white so that you're able to really see. And so on the far left, put all the, you know, different businesses. At the very top of the spreadsheet, put the different visit amount times and services. So 30-minute dog walk, 45-minute dog walk, etc. Additional dog rate also. And then put your rates there. I would say in the middle of that spreadsheet. So you can really look at like below and above, where are you at? Because you might be surprised. You might think that you're at the high end, but then you look and you really look at all your competitors who have their rate sheets, you know, on their websites and you're like, wow, I actually could raise my rates here, you know? Okay. Yeah. So on on that, what's interesting is like when I researched the area, one company for, can I say a price? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so one company would be $50 for an overnight. Uh-huh. So like, okay. you know, 12 hours yep. of an overnight. And then another company would be 
uh, like 150 for oh, yeah. a 10 to 11 hour overnight. Uh-huh. And that same company that did $50 for the overnight, they only charge $100 for a live-in, like, so 22 hours or wow. 20, 20 hours. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. I have a hard time with that. Maybe I, I judge too much. Well, um, <laughs> I, you know, I think, the, I think 150 is really high, and I think 50 is really low. Like, okay. those are, you know, just if you're randomly pulling those numbers out, One's at the very lowest spectrum, one's at the very highest. Mm. And I think there's a happy medium there, you know, that could be kind of the high medium for you. So I would like you to really see if you can get like maybe eight different prices of different companies so that you have a wide range and not just like super low and crazy high, you know, where if you were to charge 150 for one dog, it's unlikely that, you know, you would get very many clients for that. Right. And going from like what I currently charge to that. Yeah. Forget it. It's not going to (laughs) work. And the thing is, is that some people, and you may want to consider this if there's a service you don't really want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. What some people do is they kind of price themselves out of the market. And then Mm. when they get that price, they're like, yeehaw, I'm happy to do it, you know, but they kind of do it because they don't want to do it anymore. And so that might be what's happening if you have seen somebody that's charging 150 They're kind of like, we're done with overnights. Mm-hmm. But if we get it for this price, it's worth it. You know? I I feel like that's, that's how I feel um, uh-huh. for sure. But, but that's why I've kind of given it to – I've really taken a step back from doing the overnight and given it to, you know, the, the sitters that I yeah. have. Yeah. Because I, I mean, it's obviously this week has calmed down a lot, but from before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to, you know, basically recently, it was like I was yeah. working from 7 a.m. through 7 p.m. with maybe, mm. you know, an hour here, an hour there, and then I would go to do my overnight. Yeah. And I mean, my apartment was a disaster. My four pets, you know, were so, yeah. felt so neglected. I look yeah. terrible. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I'm like, you know, I I deserve to have more time for myself. And finally, that was kind of like the, the just, that was it for me. And I was like, yeah, I just, I need to take a step back. So then, you know, I, I took a little bit of a step back with the overnight. But now it's like taking a step back again yeah. and having coverage for my, my services, which I have been able to do a little bit mm-hmm. and then have the time to go to, like, the Chamber of Commerce. Um, there's two uh, get-togethers a month yeah. to attend. I'd love to be an ambassador, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, the welcome committee for that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm, like, yeah. on the board for the, profess- the local professional um you know, pet sitters group yeah, here in yeah. Arizona as well. So, like, that's yep. where I want to go towards is yeah, more of that. And then also a local pet pet shop. They have this big spring event where they have rescue groups and, you know, different food brand companies. That, so they invited me to, to have a booth there as well. Aww. And, yeah, I thought that was 
that was exciting. So and yeah. I was also getting ready for that. And that's why uh-huh. I want to go towards, but it's like I I just feel like I'm pulled in so many different directions. I don't even yeah. see Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's really important to go where your heart is because that's where the energy is and the mm-hmm. alignment. You know, the inner alignment. Like it's powerful when we are in our sweet spot in terms of what we're doing in our work. And I really want to encourage you to do that. The thing is, is that it's hard to do that if we don't have our ducks in a row because then we do okay. feel pulled in many directions. So right. I think it's a little bit premature to like put yourself out there on so many levels. I'm not saying to let okay. go of what you've already done, but I think now is the time and it's a little bit slower. So it's a perfect time for you to begin to hire okay. people and to really look at, perhaps transitioning these people who are ICs and reclassifying them as employees so that you do have more control. Well, and, and that's the thing, like, one of them I can't because uh, he has, we are actually in direct competition with each other. Got it. Okay. I see. Which is strange that I still have her, but it's like, yeah, she's given me so much freedom, so I've kind of, but yeah, to the point where she'll even show up, and this is, you know, again with the ICs, show, show up to the meet and greets and the services with her company sign on the vehicle. Wow. And then I would have a client ask me about it, and I'm like, yeah. you know, deer and headlights. I know, I know. So she actually may be a true IC, since she has her own business. I know, I know. So, so you know, that's the yeah. pro of it. <laughs> totally, that is the pro. It's just a bummer about the car signs and, you know, the confusion for your clients. <laughs> but that's kind of what you get with ICs. That's what mm-hmm. they bring, you know, is that sort of, you know, haziness and mm-hmm. lack of clarity. But, you know, she also has the experience and the know-how. And I hear you say that she's given you a lot of freedom. And mm-hmm. there's something so wonderful about that. So, um, you know, and I also heard you say about really needing to set aside some money in order to feel secure around taking this next level. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you an action plan before we wrap up here, okay? okay? So the first step, like you already wrote down, was for to interview, you know, and find, well, the spreadsheet's oh. really important, but also the employment lawyer, finding an mm-hmm. employment lawyer who can help you at least answer questions that you have. You know, that's the very first step. Okay. Um, I also want you to begin to look at when you might make this transition, you know, I would recommend doing it during a slower time. So doing it in the middle of summer or the middle of holidays is not a good time to transition ICs to employees because there is a bit of a learning curve, mm-hmm. even if you have people you know, helping you. And I want you to have a little bit of space around that so you're really cocooning yourself in an environment that's going to support that change rather than like, in the midst of a busy time. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would set a date by which you'll do that if that's what you decide to do okay. after talking to the employment lawyer. And then between now and then, I'm going to encourage you to set aside money each week okay. to put in a savings account. And you can call it whatever you want. It can be great to have a name that inspires you, like Financial Freedom Fund, or, you know, I don't know what would be inspiring for you, but to create a nickname for it so that Mm -hmm. 
when you're putting money in, you're, you know, it lessens the resentment around like, oh, I have to put money in my savings account. But rather, yeah, I'm terrible at saving. <laughs> and you, so I want you to like rewind that, what you just okay. said. So you, perhaps you were terrible, but you can step forward any way you want, right? Going like now is the present, I have the freedom the present to moment. Now. Yeah. And you know what? I am going to build that muscle of saving. You know, if mm-hmm. if saying I'm a good saver doesn't feel true to you, right? then you can say I am building the muscle of saving okay. by putting this amount in my savings account. And even if you start with $20 a week, girl, it okay. will make a huge difference just emotionally, you know, and get you to rewire your brain to realize I'm a good saver. Okay. Wow. It'll be like a Look snowball effect almost. Yep. It really okay. does. And it begins to create a new neural pathway in your brain, right? Okay, You've got the sense. pathway of I'm a bad saver. <laughs> and maybe that's been true in the past, but mm-hmm. this is a brand new moment with a brand new Michelle who's ready to step out in a new way and like change that. something in her business, you know? Right. Yeah. This is, you know, this could be a very different year for you. Like, oh, wow. This yeah, so, you know, you could look back on December 31st of this year and have such a different experience than you had in December two months ago, right? Where right. you're like, holy crap, I worked so much. I heard that at any time. It sucked. I hate my business, even though I sort of love it, you know? Right. <laughs> but, you know, and instead you could have this experience of, wow, look at I transitioned these people to employees. I got three more people because of that, you know, I'm networking so much and I'm meeting so many amazing people, you know, and who are referring me and my business is doubled, you know, it's in profit. You know, you can mm-hmm. kind of begin to explore that reality of what it could be this year. And then from there, having that excitement around what could be will propel you forward with the actions that you okay. need to take. Because if you're trying to do the actions from the place of, oh, my God, I've been working so hard. Now I have to Mm -hmm. work harder, you know, instead, like, look at what do you want to create by the end of this this year? Okay. How do you want to making this my best year ever? I don't remember what podcast that is, but again, I Uh printed it out and it's in my little the Morrison nope (laughs) you're so cute (laughs) you're so cute and just so you know um I'm in the midst of creating the audiobook for my newest book 30 days to start and grow oh that's helpful yeah and then I'm also next on the list is six figure pet sitting so I'm going to be creating the audiobook for that so you know don't beat yourself up if you don't have time to read Mm. you know reading does take a lot of time but for you you've learned wow listening is easier mm-hmm. for me. You know, if we can learn what works for us, then we don't have to beat ourselves up. We can get the information in the way that works best for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, my dear. Yeah, this is yeah. good because not at all, like, I didn't know where I was expecting this to go. But, again, it's that pull. It's, just, it's pulling mm-hmm. me to... <sighs> It's pulling me in a different direction, and I just have to go with it and kind yes. of like, again, just jump, not really jump in the deep end. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, in a certain way, yes. It's like going through, you know, walking through your discomfort mm-hmm. and your fear, you know. Um, so in that way, it might feel like the deep end, but with the support, you know, mm-hmm. you're really good at bringing support around you with these networking groups and, you know, you've created a tribe of pet sitters around you, which is so beautiful. And the same can be for this next stage of your business growth, you know, having these team, this team of supportive, loving people, you know, and an employment mm-hmm. lawyer can be a very loving, supportive person. Okay. You know, if it's not somebody that you just, are really excited to work with and that you feel good and that, you know, they're not talking down to you, but they're talking in a way that helps you understand what they're saying. Right. That's going to be a good person. Same with an accountant, right? Or a payroll person. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds good. I've got my action list. (laughs) Yes, you do, girl. Yes, you do. Yeah. And, you know, send me an email and let me know how you're doing. I would love to know. Yeah. Yeah, you are just like a a super, a super woman. I don't know how you do it all. (laughs) I'd love to see what your team looks like. (laughs) I know, I do. I have a great team. That really helps. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, but I no longer have my pet sitting business. I sold it. Five years I did ago. know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, I mean, you just seem like you're all over the place. You're in, in I know, places I've got, at once. <laughs> it's true. I have a lot that I'm doing, you know, creating mm-hmm. the audiobook. I'm writing my next book. And wow. but I love, you know, for me, my sweet spot is creating. Okay. So, you know, that's my sweet spot is creating. And the middle, uh, I, you know, I, I do it. But I do it because the creation and the, completion are really my sweet spots. So, you know, in order to get to both those spots, I have to do the middle, you know? So, and that's kind of where it's the grunt work, you know? So we always have grunt work in our sweet spot a little bit, you know? That makes sense. There's something, yeah. And so for you, your sweet spot, it sounds like it's connection. Like it's connection, Hmm. it's supporting and being supported, it's perhaps, you know, tribe, mm. the feeling of being in a group part of people, of. a part of something greater than yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so in and that way... And I guess that's way, what I want out of my company. I think, yes. I mean, and I, exactly. I was going to say, in that okay. way, this dream that you have, you know, growing your company is in alignment with that. You know, okay. it's just in a different way, you know? It's having the support around you. It's feeling connected to your staff. It's yeah. having great communication all around. It's having harmony, you know, and you all working for the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. For your clients, for their pets. It's a very noble and beautiful goal and mm. sweet spot, you know. I think it's just gorgeous. Hmm. And there may be other facets to it. Maybe you can explore a little bit of that, you know, in your morning pages. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, that may not feel right for you, but it might. You know, you can try it on and like, what is my sweet spot in my work, in my life? I'm writing that question down right now. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. And when we can live 
as much as possible in our sweet spot. It is a beautiful thing for both ourselves and for, I think, the planet. Because, you know, it really, we begin to exude peace and contentment Mm. and joy, you know, and we need more of that. Yeah. In this earth plane reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say that's like, I feel what I got from you. Like you passed that down to me. And I, I mean, I just, uh, not just with work, like not just with the professional part of it, but even uh-huh. like the personal side of it and, and just kind of having it all be connected. It doesn't have yep. to be like, you know, personal and then, and then that's it and then business and that's it. It's yeah. It together. It, it does. And the thing is, you know, if we're self-employed, who we are is the way we run our business. Mm, okay. So, you know, if we're segregating those parts, so that's why yeah. the self-care piece is so vitally important. Yeah, Because you're bringing that well-rested or that contented part into the business. And then, you know, it's like the oxygen mask. And then you're mm. putting the oxygen mask on you and then you're putting it on your business. Right, you know, and it's passed down, so it's passed down yep. to like your staff, and then they're going totally. to go to the services, happy and yes. joyful, which and, will pass it down to the pet. Yes, and you're also going to be more attuned to whether they're getting burned out or not. Okay, if you're burned out, you can't even notice that. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, and you right. don't want to notice it because if you notice it, you're like, oh my god. They're not going to be able to help me. Yeah, I'm (laughs) screwed. But yeah, so it it really matters. And so I want that to go on your action step list too. Okay. Is, you know, you're doing the morning pages, which is such a beautiful thing, a beautiful gift. And there may be another self-care action that you can take. I have another thing. Great. That makes a huge difference. Yes. Great. And also okay. something fun. You know, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't even know it's, anymore. <laughs> I know. And, and a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers go through this. So, you know, that would okay. be something I would put on your list. Look for making a fun. list. Well, maybe make a list of fun things. Okay. And you can explore that in your morning pages, too. When you're not editing it, you're just like, yeah. what's fun for me? Or, oh, I you love know, it. what's fun for me is, like, Finish that sentence and write it many, many times and see what wants to emerge on the other side of that sentence. What's fun for me is, and you may be very surprised by what shows up. Yeah. Because you've been kind of disconnected to that part of you. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a revealing. And then your work will be, or your play will be to you know, begin to incorporate these. It doesn't have to be like a whole, taking a whole day off in the middle of the week or, you know, you don't have to go that way right now, but beginning to incorporate little bits of that, you know, in your daily life if you can, or at least once a week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I can do that. Good. All right, my dear. Wonderful working with you today. Yeah, thank you so much. I feel so calm. (laughs) I'm so glad. That's what I love to hear, you know, and that is a great place to go from. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 
I wouldn't actually take any action today. I would just okay. see, I mean, you know, if you have services you have to do or whatever, yes. But, mm-hmm. like, besides that, I would let yourself kind of bask in the peace. You haven't experienced okay. that in a while. So just give yourself that gift. Milk that peace yes. today. Okay? All right. Sounds good. Do that. <laughs> All right, girl. Good job. Okay. You have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome, Michelle. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment. I sure enjoyed bringing it to you. And it's been such a delight, you guys, to work with pet business owners from around the world who are struggling. So if you want a private coaching session with me, you will find a link to my coaching page. You can read testimonials from people that have worked with me. The show notes page is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 42. That's the number 42. You can also leave me a comment there about what your sweet spot is in your business. I would love to know, and I would love to know what else inspired you about this segment. If there was something that really sparked something in you, I would love to know it. You can also email me at admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com to let me know about the podcast if you're enjoying it. I'd love to know that. If you haven't written a review, this is a humble request for you to take just a moment and write me a review. It's really easy to do. What you do is you go to that search bar on whatever podcast app you're using. If you're using iTunes, you go to the magnifying glass and you enter in Prosperous Pet Business. That'll bring it up. You click on it and you'll scroll down a bit and it'll say write a review. And if you would take just 30 seconds, 60 seconds to write me a podcast review, I'd be so grateful. It really helps me It also helps pet business owners find the podcast. The more reviews are there, the more likely it is to pop up for those who are in need. And this is a free podcast that I provide, and I just love offering it to you, and I love being of service to those of you that need the assistance. It's my pure joy. And if you are thinking about hiring, or if you've hired and you haven't hired great people or you want to hire really great people, I want to encourage you to check out the pre-order page for my book that's coming out in August. And again, the title is The Hiring Handbook for Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers. I'm so excited about this book, you guys. And you can pre-order it by going to Prosperous Pet Business dot com forward slash hire that's h-i-r-e thank you so much for listening today i hope you enjoyed this segment thank you michelle for being of service and sharing your dilemmas today it means a lot to me that you pet business owners have stepped up those of you that have invited you know yourself to be on the podcast it takes a lot of courage to do this and it I know it's helping a lot of pet business owners so those of you that have signed up to be on the podcast and I haven't called you yet I just might be calling you I still have some space available 
and there will be more episodes every two weeks. So this episode I aired on Monday, but typically it comes out every other Wednesday. So I hope that you have just such a lovely week, you guys, a lovely day whenever you're listening to this and take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.